Stories with unexpected twists and turns seem to be all the rage these days. But what about a story where even the writers don't know what's coming? Welcome to The Story Symphony, the collaborative fiction podcast where each chapter of the story is written by an entirely different person. You, the listener, won't have any idea what to expect next. And neither will we, the writers. So strap in and let's see where The Story Symphony will take us today. You're listening to Chapter 3, Purgatory, by Daniel Hughesloot. And here we go. I'm staring dumbfounded at my own lifeless body, feeling a mixture of fear and confusion. Vanessa is hugging my body, her face etched with grief while I stand there watching. Invisible to all except Laura, Vanessa's mysterious friend who died three weeks ago. A police officer emerges from a vehicle and approaches Vanessa while other emergency service personnel rush towards the airport to control the situation. Please, we have to get you to safety. Okay. I suddenly snap out of it when I see Vanessa look around the scene as she moves to leave with the officers. She's no longer sobbing and is now scanning the scene with furrowed brows. A hint of puzzled wonder in her expression. She thinks it was me. Kyle, are you okay? I realise I'm on the ground. I must have collapsed in shock upon seeing my own corpse. I think she thought it was me who touched her back in the airport. I don't know what to say. We have to go with her. I suddenly sprint after Vanessa and the officer, who are all getting into a vehicle. I try to get in, which involves walking through the car door and momentarily standing in the middle of the car beside Vanessa. I continue to stand in that spot, helpless, as the car drives off without me. Vanessa's gone. I'm sorry, Kyle. Why didn't you tell me I was dead? What? You said I wasn't conscious. How can I be dead? I don't remember- Kyle! I stopped. Realising I was raising my voice, I'm shaking a little. I said what I said because I think maybe we aren't dead. Oh, come on. You were hit by a... Look around. The airport, while still ablaze, was no longer in a state of utter chaos and destruction. The attack was over. The scene was filled with police officers, paramedics, firefighters, the regular kind. Some paramedics were wheeling stretchers to their vehicles. If we were really dead, then you'd think there would be others just like... Us around. Some of the stretchers contained groaning, injured people, while others carried lifeless bodies covered with white sheets. Laura was right. Others had died, but here we stood, alone. This is something that occurred to me in the first week of my situation. If this is truly what happens when we die, then there would be ghosts everywhere. We would barely be able to see what was going on through the billions of people standing around. Well... You know what they say about people dying with unfinished business. You really think it's this rare to pass away having unfinished business? I'm sure most people die with unfinished business. This makes no sense. Just what the hell were we? Laura can move inanimate objects. Vanessa could feel her touch. We were both knocked off our feet earlier by that explosion. Whatever's happening to us, it does seem like we're not quite gone. It seems like we're still partially influenced by this world and... Vice versa. Laura, I need to go find Vanessa. 
I, I, I want to stay with her and maybe... Maybe there's a way I can figure out how to communicate with her. I agree. We should go to Vanessa. I wasn't sure what I expected Laura's response to be, but her quick agreement struck me as odd. Seems like the firefighters are gone. They achieved whatever it is that they wanted to achieve and disappeared. Doesn't look like any of them got caught. What would they be trying to do? I don't know. Stop someone leaving, maybe? What do you mean? I don't know. It's just an idea. There was something strange about Laura in general. Perhaps it was the result of existing for three weeks in isolation without being able to communicate with other people. It's hard to say. This is the first time we've met after all. But her demeanor during the whole episode has been bizarre. The way she watched the attack unfold with that calm look on her face. The way she smiled as people ran through her. The only thing that seemed to surprise her was my appearance and the fact that she could touch Vanessa. While I stood there wondering at this, Laura had begun walking back in the direction of the city. Is... is this what we have to do now? Walk everywhere? Well, we can't exactly get on the Hyperloop. Even if we could, I doubt it's running at the moment. I'm afraid we're also not the kind of ghosts who can fly. So, on we walked. The scenery walking along the highway from the airport to the city was always pretty depressing. Filled with bad public art, generic suburban housing and abandoned warehouses once occupied by businesses that have long become obsolete. When the Hyperloop opened in 2025, Melbournians were spared from the torment of driving through this gloomy landscape. Since then, the once busy stretch of highway had become a dilapidated, forgotten place. We walked for a long while in silence. Laura's strange behaviour was still on my mind, and there was something else that was bothering me. Laura? Why were you at the airport today? It's complicated. Did you know something was going to happen? What do you mean? The attack! I, I don't know what you've been up to the last three weeks, but travelling everywhere on foot isn't exactly easy as I'm currently finding out. And this attack coincidentally happens when you arrive? Are you accusing me of something? I didn't just happen to arrive when the attack began. I was there for a whole day before it happened. Why? Because I was checking on Vanessa, okay? You knew she was leaving the country? <sighs> yes, Kyle. We're friends. What made you think you needed to check on her? Haven't you been following the news? Yeah. I mean, sort of. Not closely enough. They've been talking about potential attacks on the airport by the firefighters for a while now. And I was concerned about my friend. That's all. How did Laura know we were leaving? I'm sorry, Laura. I, I, I didn't mean to be so accusing. I'm just... It, it's been a strange day. It's fine, Kyle. I get it. It'll get easier. We walked in silence once again. The skies were still clear, but the impact of 21 days of heavy rain was still on display. Huge puddles of water were everywhere. At one point, we walked past a small river that was so flooded that the bridge above it looked simply like a road sitting atop a pool of water. We saw children playing in puddles, skidding across the water on small, thin pieces of wood. 
It felt like looking at a scene from a dystopian movie, especially after the airport attack. I can't believe how different my life is right now from this morning. So, uh... It seems strange that we've never met before. I mean, I've been with Vanessa for almost four years. Hmm. It's just that it seems like you're such good friends and all. We were best friends when we were kids. We still see each other sometimes, but I guess we just drifted apart a little. Vanessa is clever. I always loved helping her out with our little projects. So you must be her project assistant these days, eh? Hey? If by projects you mean sunbaking and watching Disney flicks, then no. I'm afraid she doesn't need much assistance with those. <laughs> Laura raises an eyebrow, as if she wasn't sure if this was a joke or not, then smiles awkwardly. The sun is setting over the city as we walk down the hills of Brunswick West. It's beautiful to see after so long with nothing but grey clouds and darkness. Despite everything, I start feeling a little more cheery. Maybe it's the sunlight, though that doesn't make sense seeing as I don't have an actual body absorbing vitamin D right now. We're almost at Vanessa's apartment. Maybe that's why. So, uh, what kind of projects did you help her with? Oh, heaps. Explosives, silly little robots that we would send off to freak people out. Some of the programs she wrote back in high school always impressed people too. I couldn't help much with those though. She wrote programs? Hardly anyone knows how to do that anymore. Just as a hobby, you know? Like how some people still like building their own furniture. Anyway, Vanessa built this god algorithm for an art project in school. Her program was an artificial replica of a natural ecosystem. She created different creatures and coded certain behaviour patterns into them so that it would replicate a Darwinian food chain. So she projected the program onto a big wall in our school and we all watched over the course of three weeks as one creature eventually evolved into the strongest and consumed every other living organism. After that happened, the ecosystem crashed and the last creature died. Whoa, that's awesome. I never knew that. Seems uncharacteristically philosophical for Vanessa too. The funny thing is, I don't think she was trying to make a statement with her or anything. It just turned out that way. Everyone praised her for her insight and the importance of her message. I was probably one of the few people who knew it wasn't intentional. I think she thought it would be a bunch of digital animals living together in peace. Yeah, that sounds about right. Unintentional wisdom is more like her. The story was interesting but made me feel sad for some reason. It felt odd not to know this about Vanessa, even if it was just a school project long ago. It's only been a few hours since I saw Vanessa, but I feel so distant from her. We're almost at her apartment though. I know that seeing her again will put me at ease a little. And then what? I'll have to learn how to move inanimate objects, I guess. Figuring out a way to communicate? Uh, who am I kidding? She'll freak if objects start suddenly flying around her apartment. We're here. I snap out of my train of thought and look up at the apartment. Vanessa lives on the ninth floor. Can we walk up the stairs or will we just pass through the building? We can go up the stairs. Really? Why do we pass through some objects and not through others? Look, mate, I don't know. I told you I'm no expert on this. Okay. Okay. 
I follow Laura as she walks through the front wall of the apartment and begins walking up the stairs. Reckon we just passed through the elevator as well? Laura continues climbing the stairs without responding and I follow. We get to the top of the stairs, walk down the hall and reach the front door of Vanessa's apartment where we hesitate for a moment. She's talking to someone. Let's go inside. I walk through Vanessa's door into a dark living room. All the curtains are drawn. I turn the corner into the kitchen and see Vanessa standing by the sink on the phone. Her gaze is intense, but she doesn't seem panicked. Something strange is happening. Yes, I'm sure I don't... They know. Is that safe? Uh, okay, okay, I will. It's one more thing. I, I heard static on Kyle's phone. It's definitely been used. Alright, bye. Vanessa? I try to place my hand on hers, but it just goes through it. Laura, did you hear that? I turn around and see that Laura is walking away. I'm sorry, Kyle. I have to go. What? Did, did you hear what Vanessa was saying? What's going on? I don't know, Kyle. Why are you leaving? I thought you said you wanted to come here. I did. I wanted to check on Vanessa. She's okay. No, no, no. I don't buy this. Something weird is going on. I know you're not being honest with me. What are you talking about? You checking on Vanessa. You said that's why you're at the airport. Well, I never told Vanessa we were going to Sri Lanka until after you died. It was a surprise present for her. Just because I died doesn't mean I can't find out information. We stare at each other in silence. Laura said Vanessa told her about the holiday. This is wrong. Look, I know this is upsetting and confusing. I'm sorry, but I have to go. There are other people I want to check on. Who? Paul. You mean the guy who didn't even want to pack up your things after you died? Sit down, Kyle. Breathe. It is going to be okay. I'll be back. Keep an eye on Vanessa for me, alright? I'm sitting on the floor, staring at Laura. She gives me a sad smile before walking through the wall and away from Vanessa's apartment. I look up at Vanessa, who's sitting at the dining table, drinking a cup of tea, eating slices of cheese and reading a book. I get up. What don't I know, Vanessa? What is going on? She's so calm. Does she mourn me? She must. Even if there's something I don't know about Vanessa, I know for sure that she loves me. I feel tears in my eyes. I start thinking about where my body is. If I'm not dead, I'll need that body. I should probably find it. Where would it be? And even if I find it, will I be able to put everything back to the way it was? I hover my hand over Vanessa's phone. I concentrate with all my might on being able to move it and then try to go for it. Nothing. My hand goes right through. I try again, focusing on how important it is that I talk to Vanessa. The phone moves a tiny bit. Vanessa's eyes immediately darted up from her book to the phone. What the hell? She's not scared. I try again, once again concentrating with all my might on how essential it is to make this phone move. I move my hand to push the phone. It slides across the table and drops to the floor. Vanessa drops her book and gets up to her feet. Kyle? Kyle, if that's you, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for this to happen.
Today's chapter was written by Daniel Hughesluth, a freelance copywriter and musician based in Melbourne. Woody's not busy helping small businesses improve their web content. He organises electronic music and arts events and engages in a range of writing projects, from penning short stories for zines to writing op-eds in online publications like Centre Thought and Speaker TV. Daniel enjoys reading historical non-fiction, sci-fi and fantasy stories, and quirky philosophical novels. His favourite authors include Neil Stevenson, Albert Camus, and George R.R. Martin. So who knows what's going to happen next? Well, we certainly don't, but I'm just as excited as you are to see where the next writer will take us. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Story Symphony to stay up to date with all the latest news and goss, and to let us know what you think about the story so far. Kyle was voiced by actor and comedian Angus Brown, who you can find on Twitter and Instagram at GusGusBrown or on Facebook at AngusBrownComedy. Laura was voiced by actor Tess McCaig, who you can find on Instagram at Tess McCaig. Vanessa was voiced by actor Maddie Tyres, who you can find on Instagram and Twitter at Maddie Tyres. The police officer was voiced by Leanne Miyako, who is also our creative lead. And if that's not enough, you can see Leanne's amazing culinary concoctions on Instagram at Leanne Bakes Things. Until next time. <laughs>